Hello and welcome to the Teppi Show. Pun absolutely intended. The podcast where we talk about the things that nobody wants to talk about. The uncomfortable truths of life, all for the sake of growth and self-actualization. Bettering your human interactions, one podcast at a time. It's going to be uncomfortable, but you will grow. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, please welcome your host, Teppi Show, Congo. Whoop! Hello, hello, hello. I guess, yeah, no, one day I'll literally stop saying boop boop when I start. <laughs> I'm still so excited. But yeah, guys, welcome to the Tippy Show. This is episode two. Thank you so much, guys, for the wonderful feedback that I received on my first episode on daddy issues. I know it was a hard topic, uh, very hard to stomach, difficult things to talk about. But thank you so much, guys. Thank you so much for the engagement that I've been getting, the private texts and messages that are not necessarily on a public private uh, a public platform. But yeah, thank you so much, guys. Really, really do appreciate it. Yeah, so let's kick it off. Um, today we're in episode two. Can anybody guess what we're talking about? Like, yes, it's like I had to put an asterisk even because um I don't want to get flagged. And ER. <laughs> so I'm sure you already saw the title, which probably prompted you to come and click on here. We're going to be talking about the P word. And yes, if you, of course, I'm sure you already saw the title by now. Guessed it, porn. We're going to be talking about pornography today. Um, yeah. Hmm. Porn. Porn is a problem, guys. Porn is a problem in our society. Porn is a problem in our lives. Just porn is just a problem everywhere. Porn is a it's a global issue. It's a problem in other countries. So yes, when we're talking about the problem that is porn, also known as pornography. What is pornography? Pornography is printed or visual material containing the explicit description or display of sexual organs or activity intended to stimulate sexual excitement. Whew, yeah, no, it's a lot, guys. Um, you know, and I was like doing my research and researching for this episode, and I was like thinking to myself, like, um, how did we get here, you know? And I'm like, how did we get here? Because there was there was a time where we used to go to like art galleries, or not even an art gallery. I don't, I, can't, I just can't remember specifically where. But when you used to go visit somebody's house, oh wait, is it Monty? I think it's Monty. Like places like Monty or Rome where they have like those um, drawings of like naked people that are usually in the clouds and you're just like, what's going on? And, you know, at first it shocks you until somebody tells you it's art. Then subliminally that kind of like just switches off your, get that again, your defense, your, um, your, your flag that tells you that something is wrong. Like, what is it? Your conviction. Yeah, your conviction. Switches off your conviction because now somebody has turned termed something that is graphic and given it a slightly less um, controversial name by renaming it and calling it art altogether. Let's look at some statistics. Um, as I was doing my research, uh, I saw that South Africa, well, this is according to a clinical sexologist, she said that South Africa came second behind the Philippines for being 
on porn the longest of any other country in the world. And she got her stats. I think she said it was from Pornhub. Sorry, guys. I didn't want to bother to go check, to go verify my stuff. So <laughs> somebody else can go verify that for me. I'm verifying that. I'm just going to take it from her because she is a clinical sexologist. I'm just going to take it from there. So our country has a problem. And then not only that, gender-based violence it's like a, it's a huge problem. We're killing the women in our country and we're wondering why. You know, we're going onto social media and we, we, we're trying to raise awareness. But have we actually taken the time to look at what's actually happening behind closed doors? What's happening in our families? You know, what's happening in your country? Earlier this week, we had our online home cell meeting and we were just discussing with the guys on there. I'm like, you know, how are you guys doing as men? Because, I mean, obviously, before we want to tackle this thing on a on a global scale, before we want to tackle it on a continental scale, and before we want to, can, um, what's this, before we want to tackle it on a national scale, we need to tackle it on a communal scale within, our, and then even smaller than that, um, family, on the scale of, of family, families, because these things, a lot of things go unspoken about or go hidden within our family structures and then we wonder why we have so many things that are wrong like for instance in our families we may have, we may have had that one uncle that perhaps molested or raped a child a niece nephew whatever and then the family just like looks the other way and tries to cover it up or pretend it doesn't happen which of course will cause more damage to the victim and the person who's enduring this. So now we have families that are hiding sexual abuse instead of confronting it or instead of attempting to get help. And then we wonder why this is the type of society that we, we, we've bred, you know? So I encouraged the, the men in our cell. I was like, guys, if we want to talk about um, gender-based violence, women abuse and all these things, we need to go back to our own homes. You can't... And I loved what Blessing said. Blessing was saying that um, some guys that he knows, they, they tweet stuff, but then when you meet them in, in real life or in person, they're nothing like they tweet. So in other words, they're just going on to Twitter for likes re, um, and retweets and comments and whatever, but they, they are not their tweets. And I thought that was such a beautiful quote. And I was like, yeah, actually, I think I'm going to adopt that. You need to be your tweet. So if you're going to go online and talk about these things, you need to start with your home. You need to go back home, confront the elders in your family that have maybe for decades and years just swept sexual abuse under the carpet like it doesn't exist. You need to confront your brother, the brother that you know watches porn. Because whether you, 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 you realize it or you don't, porn is, is, is a bigger problem. And porn also endorses sexual violence. So maybe you might think because you don't know that person and maybe because you haven't traveled, you haven't been out of the country, whatever, for you, it's just somebody on TV that you're just seeing or just somebody on the internet that you're just seeing. But those porn stars are people. They are people's daughters. They are... Okay, I can't say if they're mothers. Okay, I don't know them. But the point is, they are people. They are people with feelings just like you and I. It's just that, unfortunately, you know, some of them, yes, were trafficked. Or maybe they were looking to make ends meet. Either way, irrespective, I don't know. I'm not, I haven't really spoken to porn stars, so I'm not really sure exactly why. But either way, they are out there um, doing what they need to do. And you watching the porn doesn't help. 
it doesn't help it doesn't help them and it doesn't help you so if, that's what i'm saying so if we want to start tackling these issues we need to start in our own homes we can't just get online and be um talking about how we shouldn't abuse women but then you go and you log on to your your computer and then you watch pornography of women being violated and gang raped and all that kind of stuff come on guys come on come on and yes, I say guys, but I'm not only speaking to guys, girls, ladies, women, you are also not off the hook because research has shown, actually, let me let me just be honest. When I was trying to research porn in terms of women, what, how much porn women actually watch or how much um, it's infiltrated the female gender, guys, you'd be surprised to find that I actually wasn't able to find those stats. I know, right? Or maybe... And then I was like, so I'm thinking to myself, I'm telling my husband and I'm like, babe, I'm trying to research this, but I can't find stats on like women viewing porn, you know? And then, and the only stats that I could find, which I'm going to share now was from women in America. And then I'm thinking to myself, oh my goodness, something is not right here. You know, like, why is there actually like no stats like on that? Um, oh yeah. Then I remembered kind of women are really good at hiding things you know, really good at like hiding things and um, perhaps not showing the world what they might be engaged in privately, you know, and also not willing to participate in surveys also, you know. So I was like, okay, that those could also be maybe some of the contributing factors. But you and I both know that that is not the case because there are people that are struggling with porn, especially with the, with the kind of media that's always going out and the type of things that people say, on social media and the kind of things that people are comfortable to post all of this stuff it's like an indicator that shows that um these people definitely there's some way there has to be porn involved because some of some of it is soft porn now if you're gonna call it art that's your own endeavor but it doesn't change the fact that it is still porn so the one one of the few statistics i was able to find (laughs) um what is this nielsen net ratings it reports that nearly one third of the visitors to adult websites are female. They estimate 9.4 million women in the United United States accessed online pornography in September 2003. But honestly, guys, I really think this this stat has really gone up by now. Like, and maybe, and also where where I found this, I found this actually in a blog that I was reading, which, and the blog was written in in 2016. So that also even shows me that there's, there's like an even bigger problem or gap because if the if the blog was written in 2016 but she could only access research from 2003 what has been happening for the past 17 years you know then there was another article that um uh, i read in today's christian woman it says um one out of every six women including christians struggles with an addiction to pornography so uh, this is a claim that was apparently made by what's this author Ramona Richards, and then this person says that's seventeen percent of the population, which according to the survey by research organization Zogby International, is the number of women who truly believe they can find sexual fulfillment on the internet. Now, obviously, guys, South Africa is not on that list, but I know my girls. I know people be posting out here, <laughs> so yeah. Let's discuss this, guys. I've got a few points I want to get through and also get to my solutions. Okay. 
So firstly, I'm going to discuss the sexual sin entrance point. I'm going to call it sexual sin because, granted, not everybody's struggling with pornography. And, um, yeah, there's different kinds of sexual sins and perversions. And I don't really want to go into all of them. But you know whatever it is that you're struggling with. When I say porn, just put whatever comes to mind. I just felt like I needed to tackle porn because I know that it's a huge problem that's plaguing our people and it's plaguing Christians as well. Actually, this thing, it doesn't seem to discriminate. And also because it's for the longest of time, it's been viewed as a, a male problem when in fact it's not. It's also a female problem, but it's just that I guess females are not participating in surveys or they're not open about it or they're doing it on the down low. So, and they also think probably nobody will ever find out. See, that's the thing. So yeah, let's discuss the sexual sin entrance point or pornography entrance point. Number one, grooming. Now, what is grooming? Grooming is when a predator wants to lure a person. I'm not going to say child. It can be a child. It could be person, but also child. Adults can also be groomed. Wants to groom, wants to wants to make them their next victim. And then by so doing, they introduce them to pornography because they want to desensitize them so that it looks like a normal thing. Obviously, this is would be usually done to kids because, uh, hey, but the, at the rate the way things are going now, there's actually a lot happening. But okay, I'm talking like from my age generation, from where I'd come and hearing all these stories. So usually, as a kid, this person would be showing you inappropriate images on the internet or wait we didn't have internet back then okay we had internet but we had what did we use magazines playboy fhms okay was it fhm okay guys sorry like if i if i get the magazine wrong i'm sorry you know which magazine i'm talking about i'm just talking about what i've just kind of seen on tv and remembered so you you get exposed to things like that but the person that's showing you they they're hoping to desensitize you to make it seem like it's normal so that they can um sexually abuse you kind of like an initiation so that's what grooming is Alrighty then number two inappropriate media yo guys i cannot stress this one enough i really cannot stress this one enough movies you know where they blatantly have sex scenes but then because now you've never watched pornography now you're seeing a sex scene now it awakens your curiosity now you want to go see an actual sex scene movies that all that are they always come across as almost harmless or they market market to a younger generation for instance twilight i remember i wasn't really a twilight twilight person but then it was such a hype in high school man it was like such a hype and everybody would always go on and on about twilight and i don't know for me i was just like mm, sucking blood demons um waking up at the night and it, i don't know it just seemed very occultic to me so it wasn't really my vibe but when everybody was talking about marriage and how is it Edward and Ella, Bella, whatever her name was, guys, you can see, like, <laughs> don't quote me. But anyways, that couple in Twilight, when somebody told me that they get married in that other twi Twilight, then I was like, yo, I want to watch this because I've, I've always loved marriage, passionate about marriage. So then I went to go see, I think it was Breaking Dawn Part 2. Yeah. So it was so weird because I actually never even watched the other Twilights and then I went to go watch this one and I went to go watch it. And then little did I know that there was going to be a sex scene in there. And then 
there was a sex scene at the movies and then obviously just got a little bit awkward um you know tried to look away tried to preserve your dignity and your innocence whatever um because again i also didn't really like expect that that's what i was gonna go see but guys believe me when i say that you don't want to awaken your sexual curiosity in the wrong way there's a verse in the bible that says young daughters of jerusalem that's young daughters of pretoria young daughters of dubai young daughters of pitori young daughters of johannesburg young daughters of new york okay you can just insert yourself but it says do not awaken love until it so desires do not awaken love until it so desires i admonish you this person was just like pleading with the girls like don't wake up love until it so desires there's a time for love but you don't want to do things prematurely and it's actually like two verses i say that in the same chapter i mean the same book so yes movies and then you get novels, right? So your Fifty Shades of Grey. Like I had a friend who was like obsessed with reading and her entrance point into pornography was um, the novels, the things that she was feeding her, her mind on. I mean, obviously, I mean, when you start reading a book, you don't think that this thing is going to lead you to want to, um, you know, land up on a porn site. Because maybe if we knew that, maybe we wouldn't read those novels. But just think about it you get there you start reading these things i didn't read it personally but i did see what it did to somebody else reading 50 shades of gray it plants ideas into your head um next thing you well you start visualizing it obviously because now like any other book you'd visualize what you're reading but now you're visualizing what's happening in this um in this book with christian gray I don't even know the storyline, guys. I haven't watched the movie, but I can just imagine. And then all of a sudden, now you want to actually go see it. And then what do you know? Then they're like, hey, this this thing sold so well as a book. Let's make it a movie. And then there you go. You go watch a movie. Now it's visual. And you know that your eyes are the windows to your soul. Entrance point. Yeah. Then you get magazines like I've discussed, your Playboys and whatever. I don't even know if they still make those. I just know that growing up, um, the boys that I, I was around, they were always so obsessed about Playboys. All I do know is I did have a Playboy. No, sorry, it wasn't Playboy. Playgirl. I had a Playgirl perfume. Yo, guys, those perfumes are the ones. Not perfume. What am I saying? Deodorants. Ah, oh, man, life was nice back then. And then the last point that I've written under inappropriate media is music, guys. Like... I think, yo, for me, music has just been, like, the biggest problem because sometimes, you know, you get introduced to a song because it sounds nice on the radio and you're like, you, I like the song. And then you get home and then you, maybe you, let's say you're watching MTV or whatever, then it starts playing, then you see the music video and then the music video just goes from zero to a hundred real quick. It's, like, literally perversion on, like, another scale and... Now it's like, ish, you're falling in love with the song. You like the song. You like the... And then you do the Christian thing. You're like, no, I just like the beat. Come on, guys. It's 2020. L let's be real. But anyways, so now you like the song. You like, you like the beat and whatever. But then now the video is like rated R. And I don't know, for some weird reason, people, they don't even rate m um, music videos as R. Or do they now? I don't know. Um, when I was growing up and watching Channel O, MTV, MTV Base, I don't remember any of that stuff being rated R. And now it's even worse because now on TikTok, people use 
rated R songs to form trends. I don't know if they do it deliberately or what, but you'll find like young kids that are, for instance, dancing to thing to songs that are like um, very inappropriate and sexually inappropriate. That is. But yeah, so uh, yeah. Point. Let's move on. Point number three: inappropriate friendships. Uh, yo, I think this one is like a big, big, big one. Yeah, you know when they always tell you that you need to choose your friends, but then sometimes I don't know. In high school, I don't know if you're not trying to hear the people or what. Or I don't know. But inappropriate friendships, uh, friendships with the wrong people, really can just set you on the wrong course and the wrong path. Um. Yeah, I know. I know. Trust me, I know. I know. I was in high school once. <laughs> I know how these things work. If I could if I could advise you, if you go and choose friends, please choose friends that choose God. Because Jesus is your first friend before any other friend. And then from there onwards. So you have friends that introduce you to like the wrong things, you know, like friends that are like for me, I've had friends that are they're trying to take you to the club. They know you're a Christian, they know what you believe in, but they still insist on taking you to the club. And I went. I don't even know why I went, but I went. I went there now on souls, but <laughs> but that's not how it works, you know. Like, yeah, guys, really, like in life, really, just let let the Bible really just be your your foundation for everything. Before choosing friends, before choosing relationships, before choosing work, business, whatever, just let the Bible just be the the authority. Because yeah, because inappropriate friends can really also just lead you down the wrong path because then during break times they're discussing inappropriate things so now you at on sunday you're a christian but monday to friday you hang around people that are talking about things that god absolutely despises you know and then number four you get sexual abuse sexual abuse yo, this one is like the worst because now it prematurely exposes you to inappropriate things sexual things and then of course it awakens and heightens your curiosity and then you want to go see and then you you know then it sets you on a different course then from porn maybe porn is not even strong enough now you want to actually go engage and participate in the actual act itself and then number five there's lusting in your heart so when you've got lust and you don't recognize it for what it is you know it can grow like the devil what do they say the devil only needs like a small little gap that you give him and then He's got this. There's a verse I just want to read. Matthew 5, verse 27 to 28. It says, you know the next commandment pretty well too. It says, don't go to bed with another spouse. But don't think you've preserved your virtue simply by staying out of bed. Yo, guys. Hi, there. Right there. I could just stop it. Because a lot of people think as long as I'm not sleeping with the person, especially married people. Not only married people, but especially married people because I say married people because they are in a covenant. They're like, but I'm not sleeping with this person. That is not the point. <laughs> that is not the point because everything happens in the heart first before it happens in the bed. Then it goes on to say, your heart can be corrupted by lust even quicker than your body. Those leering looks you think nobody notices, they are also corrupt. See, this is what I love about God, you know. God is not just there, like, giving guidelines from afar. That's what religion does. But God is personal. Jesus is personal. It's a personal relationship, and he can see you day to day. Because, unfortunately, not everybody's going to see you when you're in bed with somebody and committing um, sexual sin, right? So, no one can see that, and only, I guess, only God is the one that can see that. But then when we talk about issues of the heart... Ha, there you have no way to hide, no way to run. 
and God sees that. So as I've now discussed the sexual entrance points, I'm sure there's like even more like being initiated into cults and yada yada yada. Ooh, guys, it's a lot, eh? Like I just I just I just decided that I don't want to go like too deep into these things. I just want to like I want to go too deep. I'm willing to go super deep into solutions, yes, but not too deep into like educating people on things that they actually, you know, shouldn't even be bothered by. But if you are keen to and you actually want to know what are considered lawful sexual relations and what is appropriate and what is not, then please head on over to the book of Leviticus um, chapter 18. Only one chapter. Yeah, go through that and then you'll know. Then nobody ever has to tell you. Because for the longest of times, when I read Leviticus 18, I was like, why does, like, I don't know, some of the stuff I thought was just borderline insane. Like, um, it would be, it would, it, it, it was just defining sexual relations. So, for instance, um, it would say, "Don't sleep with your mother-in-law," and I'd be like, "But duh, <laughs> like, why is this in the Bible? Why do you need to tell us this?" Or, "Don't sleep with your stepchildren." It says, "Don't sleep with your aunt." Don't have sexual relations with um your cousin. It just had like like rules that I thought were like weird that I thought was just obvious like why does this need to be in the bible type of thing until I realized that apparently certain things are not so obvious because people are living different kinds of lives and then I was actually like I guess taken aback and then now you 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 also start to hear the kind of rights that people are fighting for and in terms of like pedophilia and now um, people, um, what they want that to be recognized as a relationship, like, and you're like, huh? But anyways, check out that book, um, just for your sanity, so that you also know what is acceptable and what is not. Okay, moving on. Now we're going to talk about the effects of sexual sin or pornography. I just say sexual sin as a as a broad banner. Number one, masturbation. So you start off with pornography and I think they say nine out of ten times people that start masturbating is through pornography because that was your introduction to it. I don't think anybody just wakes up one day and just starts touching themselves. It's always something that has filled your mind and contaminated your heart, your mind and your thoughts that then leads you down that path. Because like I said, because the more you watch the stuff, the more you want to act it out. Number two, living a life of secrecy. Guys, secrecy is such a problem, man. Because now you have to keep hiding things. Now you have to um, cancel appointments and stuff because you have a, a porn habit or a porn addiction that you need to feed, you know. Now you can't relate with other human beings. Your browser is always deleted. You're just, you're just living a shady life, man. Guys, let's not live shady lives. Let's, let's just be children of the light. Let's allow light to shine into our lives because there's nothing that's done in secret that will not be exposed. So the best way would be for you to just go expose yourself to someone, to Christ, to God, an accountable elder, so you don't have to bear that weight. Number three, the seeds that are planted into your head. I think for me, this is like the biggest one. Like, yo, guys, because what you watch and what you you consume on television and all these different kinds of media is that you don't actually realize what it's actually doing to you and how it's unwiring you and reconditioning you to something different. And unfortunately, being a human being, you don't see yourself when you're losing your salvation. You don't see yourself when you're 
when you, when your thinking starts changing and it starts becoming anti-biblical you don't see that change it's only maybe after a while maybe when you go back to the word and you realize flip i've completely missed it it plots seeds of your head like uh, of of adultery and, and 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 it also introduces you to forbidden sexual practices because that's literally um what um what porn sites are all about they've just got like forbidden sexual practices everything that leviticus 18 says should not be done it's like it's like literally porn producers just went to leviticus and went to go see what mustn't be done okay we're gonna do exactly that literally guys um i was also because i was checking out the stats um what's this yeah on 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 a blog site and i was just checking out the stats and it, it was just showing me I got to see the different categories that it was on that um, that were being talked about on there. Then I was like, yo, okay. So yeah, it, it introduces you to forbidden sexual practices. And you, depending on how old you are, you don't know what's right and what's not right. And depending on when um, this was introduced to you. And then number four, it has an incorrect portrayal of sex. Guys, sex is a beautiful gift from God. He gave it for men and women to enjoy within the context of marriage. And God doesn't even mind, guys. God doesn't have a problem with sex. Like, be fruitful, multiply. That's God's business. There's only one way for us to be fruitful and to multiply. Pornography just um, skews everything. It just... It's like God says he has a beautiful thing. And then pornography just corrupts it sexual immorality perversion it just changes everything the fiber of everything that god said is okay number five it changes your view of the opposite sex now you begin to objectify the opposite sex you know you degrade them to the status of a mere object yeah guys imagine this is a human being made in the image and the likeness of god and you are just gonna bring them down to an object an object that's just there to apparently just fulfill your sexual lusts and desires apparently that's what human beings are made for no guys this thing we, we really need to check our hearts that's somebody's daughter like i often wonder like you know and i because i asked my husband because he's a man and i'm just like Mara, guys do they really just think women i mean sorry i talk to women because i'm a woman right now but like i said it goes either way but um, but remember, the men, the onus is on you guys. The onus is on you guys. The onus is always on you guys. Um, with um, us women, I'm like, do you guys really think that we're just here just for your sexual pleasure? Like, really? Like, that's the only thing that, that's the only reason that God decided to make women. Just for the sexual pleasure of man. Like, really? It, it's, it's almost baffling. And then it always makes me wonder, because now... You're watching pornography and you're seeing women being degraded and humiliated. And I'm like, but you have a mother, don't you? You have an aunt. Some people have a baby girl. You have a niece. And how does and how do you stop yourself from being corrupted by porn to the point where you also want to act those things out? When you see children being abused on the internet and being trafficked and you're watching this for your pleasure. That is my next point, by the way. So someone else's pain becomes your pleasure. Isn't that a bit sick, a bit twisted? And we see the sexual violence and the abuse. And then we also want to reenact it. And you wonder, like, why are people getting raped? I saw a thread on, was it on Twitter? Or was it on Instagram? I saw a thread 
And they were talking about the correlation between porn and sexual abuse or sexual violence, you know. And apparently it turns out people actually want to go reenact those things. I'm like, I couldn't believe it. <laughs> and I'm just, I was absolutely shook. People apparently want to go reenact that stuff. And then hence it makes sense why we hear of like women being gang raped. Because where do you even get such an idea? And my thing was what's even more messed up is where do you get people that agree with you to go do that same thing? So where do you get a group of other men that agree with you to say, yes, we're going to go rape one individual? Like... That is, like, so messed up, guys. Anyways, then, of course, there's sexual dysfunction. Things don't function as they should because of the pornography and the sexual um, sin that we've been engaging in. You then violate your own conscience. You violate your own conscience. Now you don't know what's what's wrong or right anymore and things become blurred because now your your, your passions and your pleasure... They want to be like at the, 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 at the, they want to be like the driving forces. They want to be in front as opposed to your spirit leading. And then lastly, I think this one is the most painful one. Separation from God. Yo, guys, I think this one is just the deepest one because I don't know what we're going to do without God. There's a verse in Romans um, verse chapter 1 verse 24. It says, therefore God gave them over in the sinful desires of their hearts to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies with one another. I was like, like, no matter how much I sin, I never want to get to the point where God gives me over to myself. (laughs) Where God's just like, I do you. Mm. For me, that's like, yeah, super painful. People tend to believe lies that reinforce their own selfish personal beliefs. Today, more than ever, we need to be careful about the input we allow to form our beliefs. With the internet, music, movies, shows, often glorifying sinful lifestyles and glorifying sinful lifestyles and unwholesome values, we find ourselves constantly bombarded by attitudes and beliefs that are totally opposed to the Bible. Be careful about what you look at and what influences you allow to form your opinions. God gave us the Bible as a standard of truth. Evaluate all other opinions in light of it. That's just an an excerpt from um, my study Bible. Well, my husband's study Bible, but now it's my study Bible because that Bible is just boss. And that's just a commentary on Romans 1 verse 25. And then soul ties. Not too well versed on soul ties. I'll go read up on that and I'll come tell you guys. Um, yeah, when you become taking on, well, from my understanding, taking on other people's demons, having problems that you yourself now never had, but because you've gone into contact, you take that. And so, you know, also when you're watching pornography, you're partaking in that act because you're engaging in it. And, you know, the human, um, um, human imagination is very powerful. It's almost like you're there, even though you're not there, but you're there. So let's talk about ineffective solutions before we get to the actual solutions. Ineffective solutions, ignoring and justifying. Not good, guys. Ignoring the problem doesn't make it go away. Rather, you just confess, bring it to light so we can do something. Ignoring it is not going to make it go away. It's not going to help you in any way. Justifying, twisting scriptures, wanting to pull safe by grace. (laughs) 
look, before you get to the save by grace part, you need to have repented. Remember, grace comes when you come to Christ. And when you come to Christ, the first point of entrance is repentance. So you first repent, then you come to Christ, then you're able to access the grace. So there's no grace without repentance, if that makes sense. First have to come to be, because to receive the grace, you need to be in relationship. You need to be in a relationship with God. But of course, but then remember, grace is not love because love that you don't need to be necessarily be in a relationship with God. God loves everybody, whether they're in relationship with him or not, the world, whether you're sinning or whether you have no intention of repenting, God still loves you. Love, love, that one is standard. But yes, and then number two, ineffective solution is religion. Yo, guys, I found that religion is, it's, 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 it's a bit messed up because you can be so caught up doing stuff and working a system and a religious thing and you're busy doing the things of God that you miss God himself because you yourself are not looking at your own life. So you, you're so fixated with the targets that you've been given at church of how many people you need to bring for this event and that event that you don't even look at your own life. And here you are struggling with sin. And if you're struggling with sin, my question has always been like, why, why don't you just step down? And it's only in, in religious settings that you can possibly get away with things that you, you're still struggling with behind closed doors and then still get to like preach and stuff. Because if you're in a true relationship with God and you have reverence for him, there's no way that you can like accept the honor of preaching to other people when you yourself know that you're struggling with things. Hey, look, we all struggle with stuff, right? But like any person, if you need to be rehabilitated, you need to go get rehabilitated. We're not now going to give you a platform because you're struggling with whatever it is that you're struggling with. If you're struggling with um, sleeping around, um, pornography, um, yeah, I don't know. Ish, I wish I had written a whole list of like potential sexual sins, sexual sins, perversion. You know it. You, we need to be getting help. We need to be getting help. That's what we need to do. And we need to be making sure that we get to God so that it's a relationship. We can't continue to play church, you know, because I, I was also in a situation like that. We saw a lot of people, we played church because we were so busy with church activities. We were so busy with church activities, we didn't even stop to check our lives. And some people's lives, it was just like, it was not biblical because you're struggling with stuff behind closed scenes, but then um, you're on stage preaching to other people. So it's almost like you you don't respect God or you don't have reverence for the, the kingdom of God. Or maybe you've been led to believe that it's okay because you're doing it for God. As if God doesn't look at your life. Hey guys, remember the minute you step up into teaching position of ministry, like um, there's harsher judgment there. There really is. Because you're responsible for the flock and for the people that you're leading. You know? So, yeah, religion is it's just it's just a bad idea. It would just be better to really get into a relationship with God where you can just literally make Christ the focus and the center so that you don't feel like I'm doing all these things for God and distracting you from actually working on your problems. And then, which brings me to my last, my last ineffective solution, marriage. Because now, because you're busy doing all these things and now you think, okay, I need to get married because I have a porn problem or I have a promiscuity problem. Marriage is also not the solution. Like, it's it's so selfish for you to actually go fetch another human being to drown them in your own problems because you didn't think you, you, you weren't willing to go deal with it. You just thought you are going to use somebody else's daughter to help you heal. It's ineffective because your destruct, the destructive behaviors that you have before you get married, you're still going to bring them into the marriage. So best you get help. Best you get help. Marriage is not a solution for that. 
All right, so now that we've covered the ineffective solutions, I'm sure there are many others that you guys can also think of. Let's actually talk about the actual solutions. Solution number one, you need to, well, not solution number one, it's a step, eight steps. <laughs> Maybe that's what I should call this podcast. <laughs> eight steps to curing pornography or whatever. Um, number one, bring the sin to light. Confess it to someone. Look, nothing thrives in darkness like like sin and, and hidden sin that nobody knows about, that you know about. Because then it's just the mind game between you and the devil. The devil just comes with his condemnation and he just keeps you bound up in that thing. But in reality, when you confess it to other people, you bring it to light. It literally just, I don't know, it's just like a supernatural grace just comes upon it. It's like now you're inviting light into the situation. It's almost like now you, you're saying, I don't want to have fellowship with darkness. So you're exposing yourself. It's like you're turning yourself in. You're turning yourself in before the judge is going to find you guilty. You're turning yourself in and you're like, here am I. I want nothing to do with what I've been doing. Confess it to someone. And by someone, I preferably mean like a pastor or an elder, somebody in leadership, somebody who, whose life speaks for themselves because... Um, yeah, I don't, I don't see the point in necessarily confessing to just anybody. Because um, some people also tend to gossip as well. So forth. So, um, yeah, confess it to somebody who's trustworthy, that you can trust, that you can speak to, um, who can give you wise counsel. Secondly, what you need to do is you need to repent. You need to turn away from this thing. Repenting from your normal sinful life and then also repenting from your minor sins. So in in other words, just confessing this the specific sin that you are repenting from if you're already a Christian and repenting from your sinful life altogether if you're not a Christian. So repent, bring it to God, confess it. Don't hide it, don't act like it doesn't exist. Bring it to God, bring it to God. Thirdly, call on Jesus. Guys, there's not a thing Jesus would not do for you. Man, Jesus is like literally our savior but it's not just the title it's something he actually does you know you used to watch those movies and superman would just come at the right time at the right place just to save you that's who jesus is that's his actual function and title he's savior savior of the world he's there to save us i really don't believe it was a one-time thing so whenever you need saving you call on jesus there's like every every knee has to bow at the at the at the, at the call at the mention of that name so you say jesus you call on jesus Fourthly, you ask the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to come into you and to help you. You ask you need to ask the Holy Spirit to come through. Then number five, renewal of the mind through the word. Because now that you've aware of your sin, or whether you weren't aware of it, um, you need to go read the word to um, understand your position and also understand who God is. So maybe you don't know about the sin and maybe I didn't mention all the sins. I've just decided that it's not my... Um, well, unless God tells me to, but I don't feel like it's my duty necessarily to be telling people what their sins are. Um, the Bible is there written in English and in all other languages, so you can go read it to go find out what's popping. What's popping? Um, my 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 goal and my my mandate is to connect you to Jesus, to connect you to the Savior, to connect you to the person that can help you. So that's what I'm doing through this podcast as well is that I'm bringing solutions to you so you can go to God himself and go to Jesus himself. Call on the Holy Spirit, renew your mind. And also, you, you you need to pray, guys. Like, this thing is also spiritual. Don't be afraid to cast demons out, to bind spirits and so forth. 
This is very, very important. And if you're not in a church that does that doesn't engage in spiritual warfare, I, then I don't know. Um, Google prayers, maybe I don't know, because this stuff, as much as we can give you ten steps, is still spiritual, and we need to bind those spirits. But the plot twist is you can't bind the spirit if you're engaging in the in the sin of that spirit because it gives them a legal right to be in your life. So you can't be watching pornography, but you trying to bind the spirit of adultery and whatever. See, that's the thing with Satan is that you always get more than what you bargain for. So even though you think, okay, I'm just watching pornography, it introduces other things. It brings adultery with it. It brings um, um, different attractions and things, every, just everything that's not supposed to be um, right. So, yeah, these things are very spiritual. You need to confess, you need to call on Jesus. Um, I ask him to fight your battles for you. And call upon the name of Jesus Christ in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. You have to, like, there's no other solution. There's no other name by which men can be saved. And only Jesus can help us in the realm that he's in versus the realm that we're also in. Only he can do that. Number six or seven. I think I lost count. We need to be accountable. You need to set up accountability structures. Get um, porn blocking. What's that software? Porn. What is it? Software that blocks pornography, or not even pornography, before you even get to pornography, just those inappropriate ads that you tend to see, get software that blocks that completely so that you don't even see that. But also be conscious of the things that you watch. If you're watching a movie and you see that it's getting inappropriate, it's going to be a sex scene, walk out. But if you can't walk out, or maybe you're really enjoying the plot or whatever, fast forward. But if you can't fast forward, you have to walk out. So walk out. But if you're at home, then fast forward. But really, you have to be on a mission to guard your whole your whole heart and soul and spirit and mind. No one is going to do that for you. You have to be intentional about that. You need to be accountable. Number seven, stop feeding the sin. Stop feeding the sin, guys. Like, if you are married and you're still trapped with the sin, um, in the sin, understand that the marriage covenant is there to also help you and protect you. It's, 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 it's supposed to work and serve as a barrier for protection against sexual sin because you have a spouse now. So speak to your spouse about it. Don't hide anything from your spouse. Don't have a face. Don't be sexting. Don't be, just don't do anything that's dishonorable. Speak to your spouse. Your spouse is there. You've made a commitment. And if unfortunately you find yourself in a bit of a, what do the English say? In a bit of a pickle. Um, you know, bring it to light. Bring that pickle to light. Let, let's, let's work through it. Get help. Get therapy. Get um, people that are also specialized. But as much as you do all that stuff, also understand that it is also spiritual. Because I think sometimes we focus on the therapy part and then we neglect the spiritual aspect of it, you know. So, yeah, stop feeding the sin. Stop feeding the sin. Delete what you have to delete. Block what you have to block. Stop watching what you need to stop watching. Um, stop associating with people. That maybe there are people that you associate with and they're always making jokes that are below the belt. Stop associating with those people. Change your circle of friends if you have to. Like, be serious, man. Be like Job. Job said that he made, in Job 31, he said he made a covenant with his eyes to never look upon a woman lustfully. I'm like, yeah. Do we have guys like that in this day and age who have made covenants with their eyes? Yeah. Yeah, no. I just remembered um, this verse that it was actually was this Moshe. Moshe actually told me about this verse um, back in, was it in high school? Yeah, back in high school. He's like, Job 31 is the equivalent of... Um, the Proverbs 31 woman, just making covenant with your eyes not look lustfully upon a woman. I was just like, yes, tata job, tata moshino, tata pomelel, you know. But yeah, guys. And then lastly, flee from temptation. If you can see somebody is coming to lead you the wrong way, 
we're adults now we can say no i mean granted if maybe you're a kid run away though peer pressure is not worth it hey because these things create problems for you in your life as an adult so as kids maybe you're joking and you're laughing and you think it's funny that this i was watching everybody hates chris the episode where he bought like a a naughty magazine to school and all the boys were giggling and he was paying everybody to uh everybody was paying him like i think one dollar to to see a page and whatever and then you giggle and you it's it's all funny but now what's actually even more messed up is that chris's dad that's that's who the magazine belie- belonged to so even though um chris was he was the kid in the situation and he was the one that was able to find that magazine and you know when he, where he got that magazine from he got it from his dad so what's more troubling is the fact that his dad is a married man but he still has um inappropriate magazines under his bed and under wherever it was that that's actually even the the more sad thing and then hence then they get called into the office and then what does chris's dad say he says oh you know boys will be boys then i realize that men that say boys will be boys it's just because they also have their own things that they they're not accountable to and they're just hoping that to just sweep that under the carpet so if we don't investigate where chris actually got that magazine from then it will lead back to julius his dad so boys will not be boys because boys are also going to be judged the same way that girls are going to be judged just a heads up so yeah guys flee from temptation if you see anything that doesn't look right flee from it delete it remove it um algorithms on facebook instagram if you see that things are popping up that shouldn't be popping up change it if you need to unfollow certain people unfollow certain people if you need to block certain accounts block certain accounts be serious about your salvation hey like nobody's gonna come do this for you like you need to make sure and you know now the world is just going crazy and crazy and things are becoming more and more explicit like we thought things were explicit when we were young but like now it's like it's a mess like we don't even watch netflix like we just like yeah we yeah just stop watching things altogether but yeah guys those are my points connect with me tell me what you think i'm on social media i'm on twitter tweet me vn me join my mailing list my website sepisha.com or send me a, a voice note um i'm at sepisha underscore let's talk let's engage let's conquer this monster if it's done in secret nobody knows about it bring it to light conquer overcome i pray that god will just help you where you are meet you at your point of need and i pray that every evil attack of the enemy will be nullified in jesus's mighty name not because i said so but it is because god really truly desires for you to walk in freedom you cannot be a slave to sin be a slave to christ it's so much better (laughs) being a slave of christ is literally one of the best decisions i have ever made in my life okay that was a mouthful that was a lot that was a lot guys we can conquer anything Jesus gave us all the necessary tools we need. We can definitely overcome all things through Christ who strengthens us. Be blessed. Until next week. Until next time. Love you. And God bless. Bye. You've been listening to The Teppy Show. The number one podcast for people who want to get their edge together and take their life to the next level. Loved this episode? Head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. You can also share your thoughts and leave a voice message. Thank you. Until next Sunday.